Welcome to the Breaks Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Breaks Radio. Be real, excel as king shit. It's your boy hosting this week, CEO Hayes. And then, of course, my brother is in the building. What's going on, Johnny? What's good, man? Um, Another week, more album reviews. So we're here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's it's Man, it's been so much music to drop this year. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's just because I wasn't doing a podcast covering it, but I feel like there's no way that this much music released any other year. No, nah, I agree. I agree. And if it wasn't for podcasting, there's no way I would have listened to as many albums as as many new albums as I did this year. It's no way. It's just it's way too much. I don't see how people digest all this stuff, man. Like, how can you really just sit and like enjoy it? Like, I like to enjoy an album for like a few weeks, maybe a couple months. But like, I can't because I have to move to the next one real quick. (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah, it's funny because I I can't wait till like last couple of weeks of the year because I doubt anything's dropping around like Christmas or whatever. And I go back and listen to some stuff um, and see if my mind's changed on it at all. Because like I'm trying to think of one album that I didn't like this year that I I kind of liked more when when I went back to it. Um, Prime two. Yeah, I I Prime two is really good. See, it's and really I good. I just threw that out there. I was trying to troll, but I didn't think you was gonna agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. I okay. Prime 2, I will say the production is still kind of lackluster to me, which sucks when it's Prime, mm-hmm. but but Royce brought it like he always does. I can respect that. <clears throat> I, I I know there's a bunch of albums that came out earlier this year that I don't even remember. Like Fonte dropped this year. I barely even remember. It's like one track on it I really love, but the rest of the album I really don't even remember. Like it's, I know it's so many other albums that I just don't even remember them from earlier this year. Oh yeah, like any anything before we started doing the breaks, it's almost a blur because I've con I've consumed so much music since then. Because what we I think first episode of the breaks released in like March, it's crazy. Yeah, so for yeah, real. that first that first three months, I I don't even know, man. <laughs> crazy man. But we're gonna get into our first album review of this episode, which will be <coughs> uh, reviewing three over the course of the episode. That's uh the soundtrack for Creed two. Johnny, how'd you feel about this, man? So I've I've been able to get through it once the whole way through um and follow me here and tell me if I'm making sense. As an album, I think it's it's a really good album. As a soundtrack, I feel like I need to see the movie in order to like correlate it to see if it's actually a decent soundtrack. Uh but as an album, I think it's really good. Like it's really really good. What you so- think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. I think that uh, it's weird that we're getting this before the album, like especially when it. I mean, really released like five days before the the movie comes out. Like you couldn't wait five days, right? (laughs) (laughs) But um, so I try to I try to attack this from the mindset of okay, if Mike Will made it, just dropped an album, and this was it, how would I feel about it? And I would have thoroughly enjoyed this album. And the first track that I want to talk about is what everyone was surprised about. Crime Mob brought it on this album. I'm not saying that it got me ready for a Crime Mob reunion or album or anything, but for just a one-off as a kind of nostalgia act, them coming back and doing a new track, I really felt that track. Yeah, I, I think I think I agree with that. Um, yeah, like I when I read that when we talked about the track list last week and saw I saw Crime Mob, it was like, okay, interesting. I get it. Boxing, you know, they talk about fighting a lot. 
I see what's going on here. Um, but yeah, I I enjoyed the song way more than I thought I would. Um, now if we're talking about this as a soundtrack and how that song is supposed to be like round one. Now I'm not the I'm not a boxing fan at all, so I don't know much about boxing. But I would assume in round one is when you conserve your energy. So why put Crying Mob, which is like high high energy, as like the round one song? I don't know. That kind of threw me off. But as a song, I thought it was great. You know what? I can actually agree with that. I can't argue with that logic at all. Um, if if you're looking at it from that that mindset, it should have been in the middle of the album. Then. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, from from and that's where I guess I have to see the movie to see. <laughs> what what round one of that fight is like right um but i guess from like an album standpoint i'm looking at it from okay we want to set the tone early in the album and so it, it worked that way but yeah i feel you though now just as an album right mm. do you think the songs with tessa thompson and ella may fit on this album not at all okay okay so not we're on at the same page. Yeah, and I think that's where seeing the movie is going to help because I think wherever those songs play in the movie, it's going to make sense for it to be on the soundtrack. Right now, I did I did like both songs. Um, I did like the Tessa Thompson song more than the LMA song, but I did enjoy them both. Um, I did I did not know Tessa Thompson song. I did not know that. So <laughs> what did you think was of her voice? I think it was decent. It was it was pretty good. Um, it's not like. It's not like Beyonce prowess, but I think she's like I think she's good on this song. Like this beat, it was slow. It I think it accompanied her voice well, so I thought it was pretty good. 2019, a Tessa Thompson album is announced. You excited or no? No, I'm not excited. <laughs> will I? Will I listen? Maybe if it's not a thousand other albums that come out around it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm definitely I definitely wouldn't be excited. But would I listen to it? Yeah, based off of this song, yeah. All right, what um, out of all these tracks, what was the most? What was what was the track you liked the most on it? Uh, that's a good question. Um, let's see, the I hope I'm pronouncing this right. The Bon Iver, Iver, Bon Iver track. Do you need power? I thought was really good. Um, let's see, the the Nas and Rick Ross song. I was mm. pleasantly surprised by. Like okay. besides Nas's own album, he's been like killing features, kinda. Like for real, um, and Rick Ross did not use the same flow that he does on his on all his other albums. So I was I was like pleasantly surprised by it. So I think that's definitely one of my favorites. Um, the Pharrell and Kendrick joint was pretty cool. Um, but I think my favorite has to be the Nas and Rick Ross joint. Check okay. is what it's called. Okay, I, I I really enjoyed that album too. But you said something about Nas. Did you see the documentary he released last week? No, I did not. It's like a visual to the Nazir album. Really? Yeah, it's really mm. good. It's really well made. So don't, while it uses some of the tracks from there, don't look at it as just based off the Nazir album. Just okay. just check it out as a documentary. I'm telling okay. you, enjoy it. It's on YouTube or something? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, So what songs did you like? I liked, definitely like Check by Nas and, and Rick Ross. Um, the Kendrick and Pharrell joint to me was really good. Um, I think they could have did better. So it's it's not my favorite. You go, you're gonna kill me when I say what my favorite is on on here. Oh shit! What is fight it? track number ten with Gucci Man, YG, Quavo, and Juicy J? I love that track. As your favorite though, that now, is was my... it was it a bad track? No, it was not a bad track. But as uh-huh. your favorite, mm, I, th- I don't know, man. Listen, so okay, the Nas and Rick Ross joint probably would have been my favorite. Mm-hmm. 
But I was, when I saw this track listing, and this is where expectations come in, I was prepared to completely skip that song, and I didn't. <laughs> Matter of fact, it's probably the song I've listened to the most on it, because I kept going back like, wait a second, I had to be tripping, this has to be horrible, and it was actually that, decent. That's funny. That is hilarious. <laughs> um, Okay, so my least favorites, Fate with Young Thug and Sway Lee. Okay. Um... It's it's a hit or miss with Young Thug. It's like either he's like kind of like on his rap shit for real, or he's like mumbling. <clears throat> he was mumbling, and with Sway Lee, for me personally, I think it's a hit or miss when he's on hooks. And I think this was for me. This was a miss. Maybe the song needs to grow on me. I'm not sure, but after on my first listen, I don't like that song too much. Um, what else? Oh, going back to the songs I liked. I was pleasantly also I was also pleasantly surprised by running um ASAP Rocky and Ferg and Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj yeah. was rapping. Yeah. She was rapping. Now if I were, I did say last week, if she ain't in her rap bag, she need to chill out. And she was in her rap bag. I think she listened. No. <laughs> but so I was pleasantly surprised by that. Um the song that I really didn't get or understand, maybe I didn't listen to it well enough, was the the, the Vince Staples joint. Ice cold, so like that's my least favorite song on this on this album. I, why 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 is he why why is he here, man? That's I, what I I'm saying. That's what I said. Like if I as oh. much as like we've we've talked about some of the other tracks on it. This one I have no feeling on why this should have been on the album. Like legitimately, it just maybe I need to see the movie. I don't know, but just as as a song and, and looking at the rest of the album, this the a. There, it didn't even match the rest of the quality on the album. I don't feel. I I agree with that. I agree one hundred percent. Like, I feel, I, mm, go ahead, go ahead. I feel like everybody, every artist that's on this had fun with it. Like, I don't feel like anyone kind of you know, like with some soundtracks, when you get an artist to do something for a soundtrack, they kind of just mail it in. They they do what they want to do. They kind of go goes through it. Right. No, none of the other songs in this album felt this way until I got here. It just it just didn't fit in. I don't I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know either. I, yeah, it, yeah. Again, maybe we need to see the movie to get like to understand why it's here. But as a out, al- like just as an album, yeah, I don't think that song belongs here. Um, so this may sound crazy, right? But the one song that I feel like needs to grow on me, Shea Butter Baby, Ari Lennox and J Cole. Yeah. Like when I listen to it, I'm like, all right, cool. This shit finna be fire. Cause J. Cole finna talk to our queens. Uh, I mean, yeah, kinda. Not for real. I don't know. Like, again, this is just off of one listen. But after my one listen, it was like, ooh, I think I needed more from this track, from more from J. Cole. So I don't know. I have like my feeling on that track is that it it wasn't definitely wasn't overwhelming. It wasn't quite underwhelming. It just was there. And it was, well, it was just whelming. It was just whelming. And uh, yeah, anyone who watches Young Justice knows where I got right, that from. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was cool. I mean, I don't hate it. It was cool. I, I, it, it's definitely not as bad as Ice Cold from Vince Staples. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think when I, when I saw it, when I saw this on the track listing, I think my expectations were too high. So when I go back and listen to it again, I'm, I'm, try, I'm going to try to like clear my mind and listen to it because... That may just be my bias than thinking J. Cole was like really about to talk to our queens out here. So, yeah, that may just be me. 
Now, so this is is from Mike Will Made It. What did you think about the production throughout the album? And this kind of be the last thing we'll talk about on this album. What did you think about it? I think the production was 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 pretty good. Like I think a lot of the beats on here, the artists complimented them well. Like the like the beat that Crime Mob was on, I wouldn't want to hear J Cole on. Like and you know vice versa. So. I think the beats were tailor made specifically for the artists that were on them, which I think is a great thing. And all the beats seemed as if they were like, I know this is kind of like a buzzword in hip hop now, but like cohesive, like mm-hmm. no beat sounded the same, but they all went together, if that makes sense. So I, I really enjoyed the production on the album. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. And Mike, Mike Will made it as one of the most solid producers, I think, in hip hop right now. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think he kind of stands out amongst the crowd uh, for for a lot of reasons. And I think he's this album shows how versatile he is as a producer. Like, I think he can work with almost anybody. True, true. One more thing that I didn't like, um, and we didn't we didn't really talk about this track, but "Kill Him with Success," um, Schoolboy Q, Two Chains, um, and I, I'm assuming this person's name is Ears. E E A R E E A R Z. Um. And I'm assuming the the person I'm talking about is ears. So he kind of rapped off beat. I don't know if that was intentional or what, but that made me somewhat dislike the song or dislike his verse at least. Um, There's only one one person I can think of that raps like that has a great off beat flow. And that's Crooked Eye. But mm. the the rapping that this guy did on this song, I didn't I didn't like it. It was like too off beat. It was like way off beat. And I, I hated that. So I just had to throw that in there. All right, cool. Huh? Hey, I feel it. Yeah, We're going to go ahead and get into our uh, our first commercial break. We'll see you guys on the other side of this. Yep. What's up, everybody? This is Dan, a.k.a. Dan on Drugs. And I am Afro Becky, a.k.a. Afro Becky. And we are the Black Law and Legal Lies podcast, podcast. a weekly legal podcast for the culture. Each week we have conversations with our co-host Anne, a licensed and practicing slash ratchet ass attorney, as well as myself, a rehabilitated criminal and our lovely esteemed moderator Afro Becky. Most of our topics are legal in nature and we discuss them in a relatable way. We release new episodes every Tuesday. Yo, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Or you can find us on social media at Black Law Podcast. So check us out. Or don't. Hey! What? Sometimes people do like the opposites. You say you stick it to the scroll, say that popping at the loop and put your hands on. All right. So coming back off that break, we uh, just discussed a soundtrack from a movie. So it came to my mind. Let's discuss some of our favorite movie soundtracks. What are, what to us are the best soundtracks from a movie? Uh, I'm going to let you kick this one off first, Johnny. What, what do you got first on your list? All right. So first on my list, I think a lot of people would agree. Um, I'm going Waiting to Excel. Okay. So mostly, well, probably all R&B. Um, the, the great thing about this uh soundtrack it was 16 tracks seven of the tracks off this soundtrack were singles and uh some of those included exhale shoop shoop by whitney houston um sitting up in my room by brandy 
Not Gonna Cry by Mary J. Blige. You know, Mary J. Blige, Mary J. Blige was in her bag on that song. And uh, Let It Flow by Tony Braxton, which I like, that's one of my personal favorite, like, R&B songs. Um, so, and, but the whole, like, the whole soundtrack is great, but those are just some of the standouts and some of the singles from the soundtrack. So, Waiting to Excel, I think was pretty dope. Okay, that's what's up. My first one is Menace to Society. Okay. All the way back to 1993. This one had uh pocket full of stones from UGK. Everyone knows how big of a UGK fan I am. Mm-hmm. Uh I can't remember the full name of the song. Trigger got shots or no heart or something like that. Spice one. Okay. P is still free from Boogie Down Productions. Straight mm-hmm. up, straight up menace from MC8. And then only the strong survive from Too Short. And especially around 1993, there were no movie soundtracks that had uh, artists like that on them. True. Very true indeed. Oh, I'm trying to pull it up so I can look at the whole list. Okay. The Lynch Mob was on there. Oh, Brand Nubian. That's interesting to have Brand Nubian and The Lynch Mob on like the same <laughs> same soundtrack. Ain't it though? Yeah, this got DJ, uh, DJ Quick was on there. UGK is on. Okay. I might have to go, I might have to go back and listen to this because I definitely don't remember this soundtrack much. Yeah, this this is kind of hard. Okay. And I'm, I, I, like, I bet I, a lot of people don't remember it. I mean, it's been so long. I like that. I like that. Um, all right. So for my next one, I got Space Jam. Ooh. Space Jam had that soundtrack a was fire. Fire soundtrack. Okay. Um, and some of like some of my personal favorites from there. Like the whole soundtrack is dope, but some of my personal favorites, Fly Like an Eagle by Seal. Um the title track Space Jam by Quiet City DJs kind of had me, uh, kind of gave me like the Tootsie Roll feeling, kinda. Um, now this one <laughs> is probably my favorite, which is kind of crazy. But on so on the Space Jam soundtrack, there's a song with Barry White and Chris Rock. I remember that song called Basketball Jones. Yeah, Basketball Jones. Yes, I love. <laughs> oh, man. I love that song. I love it. I love that song so much. Um, and then there's another song with Busta Rhymes, Be Real from Cypress Hill, Coolio, and LL Cool J, all on the same track called Hit 'Em High. And I, I think this was like the Monstars theme song. Oh in the, yeah. In the, so yeah, Sp- Space Jam had a dope soundtrack. Like a dope soundtrack. Okay. Yeah, man. It is funny you take like you you completely took it as you were talking about them. I remember I actually had that soundtrack as a kid and I played it all the time. So yeah. yes, had that shit on CD. Used to play that shit all the time. That's what's up. I like that pick. I like that pick. Everyone go check that out. <laughs> My next pick is probably an underrated one too. Nutty Professor Two soundtrack. Okay. This one had doesn't really matter from Janet Jackson. Oh, hey yeah. Poppy from Jay Z. Thong song was on this one. Really? Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thong song uncensored. Um, off the wall. Eminem and Redman. Damn. Let me let me be by Eve. Thinking about me from Brian McKnight. I'm gonna crawl from DMX. And even if from Method Man. Oh, and missing you from Case. This was a dope soundtrack. Oh yeah, that's fire. I'm I'm looking at it now too. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Now nah, this this kind of hard. This almost might be better than space jam to be honest and it, and it went platinum this album went platinum wow yeah this yeah this is damn now oh this is okay nutty professor too right so i guess the first nutty professor soundtrack wasn't that good shit did they even have one i don't remember it at all yeah that's that's cold i didn't 
I definitely don't remember the Nutty Professor 2 soundtrack, but now I want to go back and listen to it. <laughs> and, and it's a great listen. Like, if you play it all the way through, like, everything, flow, even even kind of some of the not as good tracks on the album, it flows together very well. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I like it a lot. Um. All right. So, for my last one, and everybody follow me on this, okay? The So, my last favorite soundtrack is the Rugrats movie. Is that the one that had the song with Maya? Yes. Okay. Take me, take me there. Maya, yeah. Black Street, Mace was on there, and some person named Blinky Blink. And I don't really remember who that is, but um, so this this soundtrack is it has twelve songs on it. So we got the Take Me There, which is one of my favorites. Um, there's a Buster Rhyme song on here. On your marks, get ready. I'm sorry. On your marks, get set, ready, go. Was pretty dope. And then the last track, Yo Ho Ho and a bottle of rum. Which I feel like, which I feel like is the adventure theme song for the movie. Um, I think it's really great. Um, so to, this is my personal favorite. So this, I think this soundtrack was amazing. I had this on CD too. Me and my sister used to play the Rugrats movie soundtrack and um, the one I said before, which I'm drawing a blank. Oh, Space Jam. We used to play those CDs out when we were growing up. So. <clears throat> Yeah, man. Okay. R- Rugrats movie soundtrack was was fire. Okay, cool, cool, cool. My next one um, is the Friday soundtrack. This one had Friday from Ice Cube, Keep the Hedge Ringing, Dr. Dre, Friday Night from Scarface, Roll It Up from Cypress Hill, um, Trying to See Another Day from the Ozzy Brothers, oh, Mary man. Jane from Rick James. Oh, of course. And uh, Hoochie Mama from the Two Live Crew. Dope soundtrack. Hoochie Mama. <laughs> yeah, man. And the Friday, the uh, next Friday soundtrack is really dope too, but it's not quite on this level. Damn. Yeah, I remember uh, "Keep Your Heads Ringing." That they used to play that in St. Louis all the time on the radio. Yeah. Damn, that's hard. Not see. This is a dope conversation. Now I want to look at some more real quick if I can pull up the thing. And then uh, the next Friday soundtrack, just to mention, it did have the reunion of N.W.A. with Snoop Dogg track on there, which was it was solid. I mean, it wasn't amazing, but it was good to see them back together. Yeah. Um. Now, I don't you remember Purple Rain soundtrack? I don't really remember that too much. I know. And I, and people are probably going to go crazy with us saying that. <laughs> OK, so there's there's one noticeable one, two that I left off purposely. The Waiting the XL soundtrack is great. It's amazing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, for this list, it didn't quite make it. And then another one um, that I know people are probably going to bring up, American Gangster. It's not actually oh, a yeah. soundtrack. It's a concept album based off the movie. So right. I didn't. I, it disqualified <clears throat> it for me. Yeah. Um, well, I can't really find any more right now. Um, the Guardian, the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, if I recall yes. correctly, had a dope soundtrack. Uh, so if I recall correctly, that soundtrack was the best selling soundtrack with no original music. Yes. If that makes sense. So, yeah, that was that, that was dope. And, and that's why I disqualified it um, because it was no original. So every soundtrack that I pick had a handful or at least a couple of original songs, some that weren't original thrown in there. But for me. The Garlands of the Galaxy soundtrack is kind of what it's called. It's a mixtape. That's what it right, is. Yeah, it's a that's literally what so, it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's up. No, that was dope. Like I, the so for the listeners, like right, hit us up either in our email or on Twitter um, at the Breaks Radio, and our email is thebreaksmedia at gmail dot com. Yes, um, let us know what some of your favorite soundtracks are, because I know there's like a lot out there, especially a lot that we didn't mention. Um, so yeah, hit us up because. 
I I like this conversation. This is kind of dope. Yeah, I love conversations like this. When I when I uh when I uh pick that discussion topic, I'm like, yeah, this is gonna be a fun conversation, right? So, <laughs> but all right, let's let's move off that. Like Johnny said, let us know how you guys feel about it uh, at those places where he mentioned. But we got to move on to our next album review. Anderson Pac, Pack Pac. I've heard it said it both ways. Oxnard. Yeah. Johnny, just your overall thoughts on it before we break it down, man. What were your thoughts on this album? <laughs> so before I get my thoughts on it. Let me ask you, what genre of music would you put him in and then put this album in? Oh, man. That, and that's the thing. That's what's difficult about him because I don't. Because <sighs> I'm, I'm not sure either. Yeah, yeah I have yeah. no clue. Because to call it a pure hip hop album, like, no. Nah. Nah, you can't. You can't. And it's it's nothing wrong with that. Plenty of artists do it. But personally, I don't think a lot of artists do it to the level that he does. Like, he he isn't the, I wouldn't say he's the best singer, but his voice does sound nice over certain, like, hip-hop and, I guess you can say, R&B beats. Like, I I like it. it his voice is kind of weird, but I like it. It's not a Big Sean situation. So, would you would you say he's the evolution of G-Funk? Hmm. That's, that's interesting. Um... Mm, I would probably say no, only because I don't. I don't necessarily think Anderson Pack's music is funky. I think it's more groovy than anything. If that makes okay. sense. Okay. Um. So yeah, would it be would it be con- considered contemporary? I don't know. I don't know. Either way, I, I like it. So so I just I just did a quick search. So his album is under the genre is considered soul and hip hop. Okay, hip hop soul, I guess. Well, yeah, whatever. But your Ooh, thoughts on that? Could, could this be the evolution of like neo soul, kinda? Ooh, if if, if that's a thing. Okay, I feel it. Hmm. Damn, I think we just cracked it. Okay, well. Um, but so I only I only had a chance to get through this album once as well. Um, but as a as a complete project, I thought it was pretty solid. Um, I don't really think there is like any for real standout tracks but as a complete project i think it's really i think it's really good like again i could throw this on and clean the house to it if i'm going if i'm taking a road trip i could throw it on and just just listen like it's groovy like as a kid say it's a vibe you know so i for that reason i really like the album and this is why i always try to listen to albums at least two ideally i try to go in three times before i review them i only got to this one twice um, but this is why I, I try not to review it because I hated this album on the first listen because mm-hmm. I, I expected something different. And this is something that as we're doing this podcast, I've learned that I have to get it. I have to get listen to it once with my expectations and then the second time to just go in and and, and consume the album as what it is. Because yeah. I had expectations of this album that it didn't meet. And I automatically was like, yeah, this is this is just terrible. Going through, I took some time. I listened to uh Maul's album, White Summer. Shout out to him. Um, Shout out to Maul. And then I came back to this album, and I don't know if it's because Maul's album, I mean, uh, yeah, Maul's album is, isn't is straight hip-hop either. It, it flows very nice. So I was in a great mood. I came back to this album, and I and I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Like you said, it's it's a vibe. It's not anything that I would say I would listen to for any type of, for lyricism or anything like that. But if I'm just sitting around the house and just need some music on while I'm putting something together, while I'm doing everything, it's the perfect album for that so i, I really did enjoy this <clears throat> agreed um i was surprised to see a q-tip feature um i wasn't crazy about it i wasn't crazy about the song but i mean again i could play it um 
the J. Cole feature I thought was dope. Mm-hmm. J. So J. Cole this year in 2018 has collabed more than he's done his entire career, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he has. Yeah. Um, and has killed every feature except, in my opinion, the joint from uh Creed 2. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like he's what? That's like seven for eight. Yeah. Like how many other times he featured this year? So that was dope. Um, and then there's a Pusha T feature, which I thought was pretty cool as well. Um, I I don't really know what else to say, honestly. Like as far as tracks as a whole, I don't think there's any like standout that I'll just go back and say, "Oh, let me just go listen to that song." Um, but I could like I could play the whole album, just throw it on and get some work done. Like that's that's really it. And and what you just said is kind of I think the biggest problem for this album is that there is no standout track. Mm-hmm. There's there's no track that that you'll be like, oh, you have to listen to this album to hear this track, and it hurts it. Um, while it's solid throughout, I think that this is where I have a personal issue with how Dr. Dre does his artist now because I feel like if we had a folk a Dr. Dre that says I'm going to either handpick the beats, work with you on all the beats on this. I think this would have been a more cohesive album. Mm-hmm. Now he he executive produces, which doesn't really mean really much. And then he throws a couple of his beats on the album. And I think like Anderson Pac is somebody who working hand in hand with Dre, we can get a great album out of. And we didn't get that. But I wonder if because he isn't technically focusing on one genre, I wonder if that's the reason why nothing really stands out because his mind is in so many different places. He can't really focus on rapping or I guess I'll just say singing. He's not focusing on one. He's like back and forth. I wonder if that's why there's nothing that like actually stands out on the album. I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, you know, trying to figure out why there's nothing that stands out, but as an album, it's still good. It's just like, there's not, there's not one track I can go back to him. Like, damn, this hard, you know? Yeah, yeah, I feel you. What what did you think of the Snoop feature? Um, I must must not have been that good because I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, track ten anywhere. Oh, uh, let's see. Yeah, I like I really don't remember it, so it really must not have been that good. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was cool, man. I think um I think there's something I enjoy about Anderson Pac's voice and Snoop Dogg's voice on the same track. If that oh, makes wait. sense. He was was he talking about like it, the beat made him feel like he it was back in the day or something? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I do. Okay, I do remember. I do remember it. Um, I think it. I think it was okay. Like it wasn't. Again, it wasn't great, but it's something about. And shout out to Snoop because he did just get his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So shout out to Snoop. Um, I don't know. It's just the song wasn't. It wasn't great. Like it just. It was like okay, like Snoop wasn't really talking his shit for real. He was just, you know, he was he was Uncle Snoop. He was just like, you know, youngin. Just made me feel like, you know, it was back in the day when we was coming up smoking, and that's that's really all it was. That's all it was. For me. <laughs> do you um <laughs> do you see yourself going back to this album at all? Um, only if like to to be honest with you, only if I'm like about to clean the house, <laughs> or if I have like a long road trip somewhere. Um. What I try to do, like, if I'm driving somewhere, like, just say six hours, I try to line up six or seven different albums just to play back to back so I don't have to worry about, you know, changing music. So if I'm driving somewhere, yeah, I'm I'm putting this on because it's something I can vibe to. It's groovy. Like, I can bounce in my seat while I'm driving. So 
other than that, nah. If I'm at work, probably not. Probably. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Like my my overall thoughts on this album, like I said, it's it's cool, um, but nothing special. And I expected more. So, uh, you know, I, I may go back and listen to it. It just depends on what's happening. Um, I'll say if 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 we at the end of the year, if we go back to and do a list of albums with the least replay value, this would probably be it. But not yeah. it. It will be on the Low list. It won't on. be number yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's my thoughts at all. You ready to go to the next break? You got anything left, Johnny? No, nah, man, I think I'm good. All right. We're going to go to this next break. You guys are going to hear from the Technical File podcast and some music, and we will see you guys on the other side of that. Welcome to Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. It's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Go, go, Power Ranger. Yeah, this is the Black Ranger. It's me, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. It's Ash Ketchum in his bed. In <laughs> bed. I am the Eric J. Only known as. The Eric J. And I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real-life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy, K. Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. Also known as K. Diddy. Take that, take that. But better known as the people's jabroni. <laughs> and that's us. I mean, we four friends coming together every week to talk about the biggest stories in sports with our own flair to it. Let me tell you. You ain't never heard a sports podcast that's entertaining before. Damn straight. So check us out every Wednesday. Get at us. <laughs> yeah. What up? This is Dr. Dre. The party's going on. <laughs> Thank God it's Friday. All right, man, Johnny, we made it a couple of weeks without Takashi Six Nine somehow <laughs> making it on this list. Um, <laughs> so we should have known it was coming at some point, man. Takashi Six Nine arrested on racketeering charges. R- racketeering. Racket- I'm gonna say that again. He racketeering charges. This is not the Dark Knight people. These charges are real. Um, <laughs> what do you think, Johnny? Racketeering. Okay. All right. Let me let me just say this for everybody. Right. The only time I've actually heard anybody being arrested or charged with racketeering was either watching or reading a Batman comic story. Like that's the only time I've ever heard this in real life. Like Takashi Six Nine is not part of the Falcone family, not part of the Marone. <laughs> He's not part of any of that. <laughs> they got this young man on racketeering. That's crazy. Racketeering. Racketeering. Come on. Him and him and his uh his manager, I believe, were both arrested, um, taken into federal custody. This is just uh yeah, yeah. And it looks like it's uh fire facing firearms racketeering charges. So that's selling weapons. This is just and it's it's so funny because a video was going around, I think it, I think I saw it today for the first time, but of him and Fat Joe talking. I had never seen the interview before. And Fat Joe telling him, the police are gonna try to get you. Fat Joe said that they tried to get him, but he was too smart. But he he mentioned how because of how braggadocious he is, because of his energy, because of how out there he is and what he does on video, the police were tr- going to try and get him. This definitely seems like this because for a rapper to be arrested on Rico charges, racketeer like 
this is just this is wild. Like I never thought we, if, of all the ways Takashi could go down, this was not it. Racketeering. <laughs> this is literally straight out of a comic book. People racketeering. Out of all the dumb shit Takashi has done over in 2018 period, all the dumb shit they get him on racketeering. Racketeering. Ladies and gentlemen, go Google racketeering. <laughs> go Google. <laughs> like that. But not only us here at the Breaks Radio, but so many people have just warned him about his antics throughout this year. Like it all caught like even though they got him on racketeering, like all that stuff is caught up with him. He's now in jail. They denied him bail. He's in general population in 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 prison. Um, all this stuff is catching up with like it is it has caught up with him. And he's he could face like thirty something years in prison. Like that's that's crazy. That's crazy. And I didn't know about I didn't know about that Fat Joe interview either. But it sounds like he he blatantly warned Sakashi. Like, look, you have to chill. You got to chill, or they're gonna come get you. And they did. <laughs> I, well, I got we, I got nothing else. We know, and and Takashi doesn't listen to anyone. It seems like, and it's it's just so funny because like. Now, of course, hindsight, you see this video and you watch his reactions to it and how he's he's looking at little, I mean, sorry, looking at Fat Joe. And it's just, it makes sense. Like his whole mindset, you know, how people have the, the mindset of fuck these old heads. That That's what it, it seems like. And that's, and that's so unfortunate because it, it, it seems like, and, and this is something that I went through as a kid, it seems like the older people are just trying to tell you what to do and not really looking out for your best interests. But no, they're really looking out for your best interests. <laughs> like they're really looking out for your best interests. They're not trying to control you. They're just trying to keep you from doing the same, keep you from getting into the same mistakes they did or almost got into. Like that's all it was, all it is. Yeah. And you, he didn't listen and you see what happened. Like, that's crazy. Racketeering people. Racketeering. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't, well, I don't want to say it's good news, but uh, so it's funny because the same day this was, this news came out. So the, the track list for Dummy Boy um, was released. Uh, yeah. Oh, you're damn. The features. Oh, come on, man. Come on, Takashi. Every- Every song, every track one. but one. So out of thirteen tracks, every track but one. He got somehow he got Bobby Schmurder on the track. Uh, of course, Fifi yeah. with Nikki with Nikki. He got little uh, little baby feature. Tory Lanez feature another song with Nicki Minaj and Kanye West. I don't know who Anel hey, AA is. He has a couple a couple of tracks with Kanye. What what do you make of this track list? Hey man, first of all, the titles of these songs are trash. Second of all. Everybody knows I hate albums that have a lot of features, and this song literally has a feature on every song except one. That's tr- that's trash. Like, I don't know how he got a feature from Bobby Schmurder, unless this song is like hella old. But Takashi would have had to been like twelve. Um, I guess it makes sense. Nicki Minaj is featured on here. I don't know why she's featured more than once, but they were going to go on tour together, so maybe they you know did these songs back when. Um, I don't know. I don't know who Murder Beats is. Little baby, I could, clearly I could just skip that. Um, uh, the Tory Lanez feature might be cool. I don't know if Tory is singing or rapping. Maybe he's doing both. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I'm. I guess I don't understand the Kanye West feature because Kanye West's twenty eighteen um record is really bad. So yeah, and, and I'm he's not featured featured on a track called FIFA, 
which he has a track called Fifi with Nicki Minaj. So I don't know, man. Like, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. This is horrible. This is horrible. Trife Drew. Not sure who that is. Um, the the A Boogie with the with the hoodie. That could possibly be a, a decent song. Um, Waka. That's the name of it. Um, yo, I feel like I'm reading like some shit a three year old wrote. Like, why? why? Okay, listen to the name names of these tracks, right? Stupid with two O's, Fifi, TikTok, Kicker, Kicker, Kika, Mama, Waka, BB, Mala, FIFA, Kanga, Kanga, Tati, Wando, Dummy. I sound retarded reading this shit. <laughs> like, well, I mean, the name of the album is Dummy Boy, so ob- obviously, <laughs> I, you know what be fucked up, and. I guess I unfortunately have to listen to this, but after I listen to this, and if this is a fire album, like I don't know, like I, I don't know, man, I don't know, I don't, I doubt it's gonna be fire, but if it's even decent, I will be really surprised, yeah. like really surprised. Yeah, we'll see, man. I'm not looking forward to it. I, 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 but I will listen. I will give it a shot. Um, but yeah, man, this, this is just, I, I don't really? know what to say. Racketeering. now i did see something or i did read something that said him getting arrested might have been a publicity stunt for this album Hmm. now i don't think i don't i I highly doubt that's the truth because again racketeering right but if that if that is a publicity stunt for this album he probably gonna he's gonna have to like surpass like 50 Cause that's like the craziest troll ever. Like to get a arre- to get arrested on some comic book shit and then put out your album as a publicity stunt. Nah, that's 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 hard. I'm sorry. That's like that's dope. That's that's dope as hell. Listen, it, the fact that we now, have to even even yeah, but if we have to even question if this could be a, a publicity stunt, just let you know how wild Takashi's year has been. That is a fact. <laughs> that is a fact. Like that. That's crazy. Like that's crazy. Yeah, man. Now again, I doubt it because he. It sounds like he's facing some serious shit. But fam, if this is a publicity stunt, all right, you you won, you won, Takashi. If this is a publicity stunt, but I don't know. Only time will tell. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll 2019, see. Twenty nineteen is gonna be real interesting for him. Real yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna get into our next commercial break. When we come back from this, we'll actually be reviewing the new project from Big Big Crit. Which be prepared, people. I got hot takes. Uh oh. This is Ms. 100. And this is Lady T. And we are the, the Hood, Hood Geniuses, Geniuses Podcast. Podcast. Every Monday, we are releasing an episode, so make sure y'all stay tuned. And you can follow us on Twitter at Hood Geniuses Pod, on Facebook, Hood Geniuses Podcast, and on IG, Hood Geniuses Pod. And make sure y'all subscribe to our YouTube page so y'all can see us live and in the flesh. Yeah, and uh, we don't need Lady T to knuck and buck for y'all to start <laughs> listening to us. You know what I'm saying? So don't make Lady T knuck and buck. Hey, listen, I mean, eventually, you know what I'm saying, Lady T is getting up in age, so it may be, I may be in my wheelchair on my cane, I don't know. But I will get to you. <laughs> yeah, so make sure y'all do that. Hit that subscribe button, follow, and y'all can email us at hoodgeniuses.com pod at gmail.com thank you all 
All right, Johnny, we're back, man. Um, Big Crit released a project <laughs> called Thrice X. A project. <sighs> he released three singles, man. <laughs> three singles together. <laughs> Can oh, we really man. call it? We can't call this an EP. We can't. I I don't know. I don't know. It's only eight minutes, and for some artists, that's one song. Like, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Here, here's my issue. Here's my issue. Um, so we, he did this whole Twitter thing and people started going crazy over it. My thing is, if you know you're releasing only three tracks, just say I'm dropping three tracks at the end of the, at the end of the day, like, or at, at midnight, whatever. But to, to make it to, he knew what, what releasing this cover art was going to do. And then come midnight, I go on Spotify and I see three <laughs> fucking tracks, fam. <laughs> three tracks. Three. And this if you is- go Go ahead, go ahead, my bad. His last album was fire, and you did this and released three tracks. Three. His, man, his last album was a double disc, right? Yes. How you go from a double disc to three tracks, my guy? <laughs> like you could have just re-released the old the the previous album with these additional three tracks. Like oh man, man fam, come on, man. <laughs> three tracks. <laughs> hey man, that, it's the it's the new trend. The new tree. But let's let's review these three tracks, man. And I, I and the funny thing is that no matter how we do it, we're gonna spend more time reviewing the album than the album actually is the length of the damn album. <laughs> so like you guys could have just went and just listened to the album and the time is gonna take us to break it down. But what did you think about this, man? All right, man. So first of all, okay, it's only okay, it's only eight minutes, right? Cool. I can I can listen to that while I'm getting ready for work in the morning. Four times. So the length of the album, uh, I can't. I don't even know what to call this. Anyway, okay. So for the music, right? Um, I think I think it's I think it's classic crit. Um, now, interestingly enough, it's only so for three songs, right? I don't think either one of these songs is greater than the other. I think each of these songs are just for me personally. I think they're just okay. Like there's nothing that really stands out. And I've listened to these three songs twice. So maybe I should go back and listen again. But there's nothing like overly great about these three three tracks. They're just, they're just okay. I don't think I can clean the house to them because shit, I ain't going to be able to get one thing done before it's over. So <laughs> other than that, I, it's just it's just okay. It's just okay for me. It's just okay. <laughs> it, it's it's cool, man. It's cool. Like it, it's the thing is, is like you said, I, you can't just put it on and just listen to it because literally by the time you push play, even get dressed, it's going to be over with. It's right. done. Um, so it's 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 just hard. It's hard for me to figure out and to think where this is going to fit in and, and, and me trying to play it or anything like. And for that, I may just not go back to it. The three songs are solid. Mm-hmm. And, and I like the idea. I hadn't thought about that. I like the idea, as you say, re-release the last album as a special edition, these new three tracks. Bam. That's all yeah. you had to do. And and now that I'm really thinking about it, re- like only releasing three songs, eight minutes worth of content could potentially be harmful because it's like if none of these three songs are like really, really great, it's they could be easily just forgettable. Like it's only three songs and none of them are like great. It's like, OK, what am I going back? What am I going back for? Now, if this was like a, a 10 track album. And half the songs are like really great, and the other half are just okay. Okay, I could go back to those. Um, I could go back to the half of the album that's really great, 
and then just so happen to listen to the rest. But for three tracks that are just okay, I, there's no reason to go back to it. So I, I don't know, man. I hope this. Is, I pray this is not a new trend. And that is brings our next discussion topic. So the, the 2018, we've seen the seven track album. Yep. By good music, all the good music releases. We've seen a solid five track project from Black Thought. Yep. Um, a number of other shorter projects I, I that don't come to mind right now, but there have been a handful of them over the course of this year. Now this three track project, where are, you say you don't want to see it becoming a trend, but regardless if you want to see it or not, this is totally going to be a thing going forward, isn't it? Ah, uh, yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, and it's all because of streaming. Like, if if a person could release, let's just take Crit for example, Crit. Can release three tracks right each of these three tracks could be streamed let's just say two million times it's six million streams like that you know whatever the revenue is for that from the specific uh streaming services like that's all you really need for real like that's how you're going to make your money from streaming and then let's just say in 2019 he does this like four more times he releases three tracks four more times throughout the year he could tour with that yeah. Like that's that's crazy. It's it's crazy that we're literally watching how music is given to consumers. Like we're watching it evolve, which is crazy. And we're yeah. old enough to comprehend what's going on. Absolutely. And I think that um and I, I tweeted this out, so I gave this takeaway for free. But uh 2019, I'm I'm 2020 probably, but I'm fully prepared for us to get to the day to where there are Certain album, certain artists don't even release albums. They release two tracks five times a year. Yeah. Then at the end it's, of that year, they go on tour with, the, with the, what they've released over the course of the year. We're going to watch for that. I wonder who the first artist to do that is going to be. Like, because, oh, because like you said, it's coming. It's And it's probably coming next year. It's probably going to come in 2019. It's probably coming. Um, I think I read somewhere that 2 Chains is supposed to, either he's supposed to or he already released two tracks. Like a two-track EP. Like, personally personally i don't i do not like this trend because it's gonna it's gonna change the way that i consume music like i'm the type of person i like so when albums come out i like to listen to albums you know 10 to 12 tracks is ideal um the seven track out like like i said previously on oh uh, sorry previously on the breaks like if you give me seven tracks Five or six of them need to be dope, like dope as hell. Um, ten track album, you know, the percentage could be a little lower. Uh, but if we if we start getting two, three, four track projects from artists all the time, I'm not gonna want to listen to a ten track album anymore. Like it was kind of hard for me to listen to J Rock's album after listening to the seven track Good Music albums because J Rock's was shit, damn near twenty tracks and to go from to go from a seven track album to a twenty track album was like okay wow this is this is a bit much so luckily J Rock's album was great so it was easy to get through so I the the way I'm the way we're all going to consume music is changing and I'm not sure I like it this is a type this is a change I don't think I'm going to like me me too and I think that for for like what we do it actually kind of makes it easier in a way if we just if we're just reviewing five and three and seven track albums but at the same time as a listener like it's hard for me like i, I keep talking about uh daytona pushes album it's probably my 
my favorite of that second seven track album releases. Um, mm-hmm. but still, it's I feel like by the time I really, really get into the mood of the album, it's over. Yeah. And so if, for a consumer like me who really engulfs himself in the music they're listening to, yeah, it's it's a little weird. Um, but I mean, just like the generation before saw music albums get longer with the creation of the the disc, they saw yeah. now they were out able to put more music on on um the physical CD. So maybe it's going back now with streams. I can understand it from a business standpoint, but from a listener, it's just it sucks, man. That's really right. all I have to say. It's 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 bad. So yeah, man. But, I, yeah. But if you're gonna release know. a three track project, I need all three to be fire. There can be no skippables. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> like so, don't man. don't give us a three track project with all the throwaways. Like that's that defeats the purpose. Yeah. It defeats the whole purpose. But I mean, hey, we'll see how it goes, man. We're gonna go ahead and get into our last break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk a little dip set, which I'm really looking forward to getting your take, your your thoughts on this, Johnny. Let's go ahead and jump into this break. We'll see you guys on the other side. All right, Johnny. So we're getting a new Dipset dip album on Thanksgiving. Which is still weird that they're releasing it on Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> we've got we got the Sauce Boys video and the first single in which the internet just went crazy over Jewel Santana missing teeth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, okay, this is completely a complete sidebar, right? I saw, so I watched the Love and Hip Hop New York trailer for the new season, and Jewel's is on there. That man gained some weight. I don't know if he's stressed. I don't know what's happening, but that man gained some weight. He, I don't know. Uh, you can't chew food. How are you gaining weight? What are you doing? How many I, protein shakes are you drinking? I don't know, man. I don't know. I just that's just something I noticed. That's all. But, anyway. <laughs> but this new, uh, I don't know if it was a leak. I don't know if they officially released it on God. Um, <sighs> <laughs> Let it out, man. Let it out. I have not liked anything from this that that has come out from this new Dipset album yet. And I was thoroughly excited for this release. As it stands right now, Sauce Boys came out. I was like, you know what? I didn't like it. I get where they were trying to go with it. I guess some people liked it. Whatever. Um, mm-hmm. The Once Upon a Time single. Uh, okay. Then this came out. Okay, now I got three tracks off your album. Still, I don't know if a track list has been released or not. So I'm not sure how long the al- the, tr- the album is. But for you to release three tracks from a Dipset album and not one of them move me, fam, I, I'm, 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 oh man, this is killing me, man. It's killing me to say this. I already wasn't excited for it. So <clears throat> listening to On On God just confirmed my feelings. Like, and I'm not saying it, the On God track wasn't, it wasn't a bad track. It's just it, like, there wasn't like, it didn't move me. Like, it just... It was just there. Like, it, w- it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was just, okay, that's what's up. 
That's 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 all I. That's literally all I got for you. Like I have zero anticipation, zero excitement for it. Am I going to listen? Yeah, but <laughs> I'm not like I, I'm not going to run and play it as soon as the shit come out. Like I'm no shit. I may oh, yeah. wait until after Black Friday. Like I'm yeah. I'm not. This yeah, is, I, I will not listen to this album. Whereas whereas before this album. The tracks started leaking from it. I was like, okay, I'm going to stay up. I'm going to listen to it. I'll be up late on Thanksgiving, up drinking anyway. I'm probably going to listen to it. <laughs> At this point now, I'm not probably not going to listen to this album until Sunday when I'm winding down from the holiday weekend and I'm just chilling and I have nothing else to do. Yeah. Yep. Because nothing. It's, no, it's nothing exciting. Nothing excitable about it. And it feels like the like the energy, the the hunger from Dipset that we all used to love, and the how they could be braggadocious and the work they put in. Everything that's been released from this album, while not terrible, it just seemed like I don't know. It seems lazy, to be honest with you. What it what it seems like, and I could, again, I could be completely wrong about this. It seems like they're just getting back together because the fan, their fans have been requesting it. That's the only reason. I don't think they really care to do it. They don't think they really want to do it. They're just doing it to do it. And we all know if you're going to do something just to do it, the the content is going to suffer. So it's like, eh, I don't know. We'll see what happens when it drops. Oh, man. It's just, <laughs> yeah, man. Um. I'm just I'm so I'm so down about this. Let, let's move on to something a little bit funnier, man. Nick and this this is going to be quick, but Nicki Minaj possibly getting scammed about this concert in China. I just when you look at the year Nicki Minaj has had, it just feels like you know what this should be something that happens to her at the end of this year. <laughs> <laughs> now, all of this money Nicki claims she has, which I'm sure she has a lot of money, um, does she not have like? people to check into these things for her like so somebody like uh i guess a festival organizer or something contacted Nicki minaj said they want they wanted her to come to china perform at this festival for three million dollars now shit three million dollars i'm gonna hop on the plane too but i'm gonna make sure the shit is legitimate i'm gonna make sure the shit check out she got there apparently like all this shit was fake whoever was promoting it was using the 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 name of the festival like illegally like so she basically didn't perform like she went she found out about it she hopped on a plane on the plane she's like getting her set together a 90 minute set together and she gets there and it's like oh my bad we was was playing was bullshit ain't no festival like fam you just went to china like you, China ain't no short flight. There ain't no short flight from anywhere in the United States. And you just hop on a plane, and when you get there, it's like, oh, my bad. That's that's crazy. Like if I'm, of course, I would go to China, you know, for anything. But if I'm hopping on a plane to go perform overseas, I definitely need somebody to check to make sure this shit is legitimate. Like that's crazy. Yeah, and then where one of my issues come in at is that I I, I don't know if it was her or her people have come out since then and have said that oh well we we checked and it and we found out it was fake and we pulled out but you didn't check this before you flew you flew all the way to China you and then you China. checked it while you were there fam that's that's all the way backwards I don't know how <laughs> she got there but the the money that it cost to get there like it's crazy yeah she did she definitely came out this is an L. This is where, however you oh, want to count it, this is a nail. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. That's that's funny, man. That's that's definitely the icing on the L she's taken this year, like for real. 
Bad things happen to bad people. I stand by that. (laughs) 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 Hilarious. All right, man. Our last topic of the day. Then we're going to go ahead and get the hell up out of here and and send the people on their way. Ice Cube released a new track, Arrest the President, coming after Donald Trump. Um, But some interesting conversations have been had about it. And I don't know if these people who've said this have been pro-Trump, anti-Trump, whatever. But says that it's an attempt to gain attention uh, by Ice Cube by going after the president that, of course, much of the hip-hop community and black community despise. What do you think about this personally, Johnny? Do you think it's just a publicity stunt? Or do you think it's Ice Cube getting back to his roots? Hell no, there's not no publicity stunt. Like, I okay, this is Ice Cube, people. Ice Cube doesn't have to try to get publicity for shit. Like, the Ice Cube is a Ice Cube himself is a mogul. Like he doesn't need to do anything to get attention. Now, the song I feel like that was just him getting back to his early rap career NWA roots. Um, it's probably something he been feeling, and he Ice Cube is a true writer, so he wrote his feelings. He wrote a song, put that shit out. Like, no, he's not trying to gain attention. What do you need to gain attention for? The man has a whole basketball league. The man is trying to buy, um, the Fox media shit, the Fox Sports media shit with LL Cool J, like. What does he need to get attention for? Come on. Come on, people. Be smarter than that. I feel like the people who are saying that he's using this to gain attention are the same people that said that um, that uh, the story of Adidon was the most disrespectful rap diss ever. Like, they, <laughs> like, I feel like those people go hand in hand because this is Ice Cube. Like, look at his where he's been in his career. He was part of N.W.A., people. Let's just stop and think that. Fuck the police. Anybody remember that? I'm just, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm just wondering. This is definitely him getting back, and like you said, he is a writer. Um, so as many people are are really fed up with the president, really fed up with just the antics of Donald Trump. I, I believe that this is something he just sat down and he probably maybe didn't even attend to go into it and have it turn into what it did. But this is what it what it turned into, and I and I like the track. Right, me too. And he's not the first rapper to make a diss song about Donald Trump. Didn't YG do it? Absolutely. So, was he trying to get attention? No. He just hate Donald Trump. Shit. That's yeah. that's all it is. We gotta, we gotta talk one day about the, the ageism in rap. Like, people are so quick to, like, Find a way to throw some some slander towards older rappers, and it's like, come on, man. Yeah, we can we can definitely have that discussion. I'm ready for it. <laughs> but hey, anything left on this, Johnny? Because if not, it's time to pack the bags, man, and go home and get ready for some turkey. Facts. Um, no, nah, man. I just I hope everybody has a safe and fun holiday weekend. Um, happy Thanksgiving. You know, get your Black Friday shopping out of the way, but don't, you know, don't trample nobody at Walmart or no shit like that. Um, Just have fun, man. Enjoy your family. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. I mean, I'll echo that as well, man. Enjoy, enjoy the family. Enjoy the time. Enjoy the fellowship. Whatever you're doing, be responsible to people going into the weekend. Don't be out there drinking and driving. Like That's just Please one of my don't. biggest things. Don't, do not drink and drive. But enough of haze on this high horse, man. Johnny, still go and tell the people where they can find you and let's get out of here. Yes, sir. On Twitter, uh, y'all can find me, J-O-N, two underscores, the letter B. Instagram, uh, J-B-S underscore, E-S-L underscore, A-A-M-U. That was a mixtape. Um, <laughs> Bars. It, it almost took you as long to to say that as Big Crit's album. So I knew you were going to say that. I knew that was coming. <laughs> but you can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow us collectively at The Breaks Radio and send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, thebreaksmedia at gmail.com. And we are out. 
Peace.